November 2nd through November 8, 2012. I'm your host, David Tanner. Glad you could be with us here today on Main Menu. We're always glad to have you here. We're on Main Menu, whether you're a returning listener or this is your first time listening to Main Menu. And we do hope you enjoy the information that we have for you here on Main Menu and that if you have comments about the programs that we bring to you or suggestions for future programs, please feel free to get in contact with us. You can get in contact with us a number of ways. You could come to the webpage at www.mainmenu.acbradio.org and leave a comment for us there. You could sign up for the Friends of Main Menu mailing list there on the webpage. You can subscribe to the mailing list. You can also reach us at hashtag MainMenu on Twitter, so however you choose to do it, please feel free to come by and give us your comments and suggestions on how we can continue to improve MainMenu for you. Today on Main Menu, we have a couple of neat features for you. We're going to start out with Rich Cavallero, and Rich is interviewing Laz Meza from Accessible Electronics, and they are going to be talking about Rockbox. And Rockbox is a firmware replacement for many MP3 players that allows those non-accessible MP3 players to become accessible with speech and have talking menus. And they are going to talk all about Rockbox, give you a little background and accessible electronics and how they started out and what they have to do with Rockbox and access to a number of different types of devices. Then David Woodbridge from Vision Australia comes back to talk to us and demonstrate for us some of the changes in the voiceover on-screen keyboard on iOS 6 on your iPhone, iPad, or iTouch, and he will be showing you uh, those changes and how they work when you are using touch typing in the on-screen keyboard in iOS 6 with voiceover. That's what's up today here on Main Menu. We hope you enjoy the presentations. Have a good week. We'll see you back here again next week. Let's get into the presentations for this week. For ACB Radio's main menu, I'm Rich Cavallaro. Today we're going to be talking about Rockbox, a free open source firmware replacement for an ever-growing number of MP3 players. What makes this firmware unique for blind or visually impaired users is that it offers accessibility in the fact that the menus speak and with the aid of a software application, you are able to get your files and folder names to speak of your audiobooks, podcasts, music, and more. And mentioning audio files, Rockbox supports quite a large number of audio file formats, including MP3, WAV, Ogvorbis, FLAC, and even unprotected iTunes content. To talk with us a bit about Rockbox, we're joined today by Laz Mesa of Accessible Electronics. Accessible Electronics is a company that offers you, the user, the ability to buy a few of the SanDisk MP3 players, along with Rockbox pre-installed. 
That way, you get a solution right out of the box that is talking, and everything is done and set up for you. Laz Mesa joins you via Skype to tell us more. Laz, welcome to ACB Radio. Thank you, Rich. Thanks for uh, spending some time with us today. So I thought we'd start Accessible Electronics. How did the company start? Maybe you can give us a bit of a history as to you know why you wanted to start this and where you came up with the idea, etc. Sure. Um, let's see. It was back in uh, 2009. At the beginning of the year, I was actually looking for an MP3 player for myself, and I didn't actually have the money to buy one of the blind-only dedicated players like a Victor Stream or... Um, Bookport or anything like that. So as I was looking through, I did find the Creative Zen, which was available back then. It was a one gigabyte player, which didn't have a screen, so it was considered accessible. And I used that for a little while, and um, it kind of left me with a feeling that something was lacking. Uh, There wasn't much you could do with it. You kind of had to guess where the music files were and that kind of thing, and you never knew what you were going to start playing. So I kept looking, and I had actually run into a Rockbox, but it really looked complicated. So I kind of skipped by it, you know, didn't have the time or whatever inclination at the time. Um, I later found a, what was called, it was put out, it was a player put out by Samsung called the Pebble. And it was also a screenless MP3 player. And I found it nicer than the Creative Zen player. So I got myself one of those. And I really enjoyed using that one, even though it was basically the same setup. You know, no screen, and you kind of had to guess where things were and that kind of thing. And that's basically where I started uh, selling MP3 players. Um, I got a hold of, I think it was uh, 20 or 25 of these players, and I just put out um, a couple of emails on the blind buy-sell lists, and I even put them on eBay. And in about a month, I had sold all the ones that I had, including my own. So I was back to using the Creative Zen and um, kept looking and finally I decided, well, I better confront this Rockbox thing and see if I can get it to work. So I ordered a a beat up, broken down, it had a broken screen MP3 player from eBay and I proceeded to study how to do it. It took me about a week and a lot of it at that time was really difficult to do. It was was, the instructions were all over the place on on the Rockbox site. But finally, I figured it out. And the moment I turned it on and my player spoke to me, I was like, wow, this is what I've been looking for. And um, it took me about a week and a half of playing with my new talking MP3 player that it, it dawned on me, well, wait a minute. I've never seen these offered for sale by anybody to blind individuals. And I had heard podcasts of other people who had done it to their own players and uh, they would demonstrate how it, how you could use it and that kind of thing, but nobody ever offered it that I knew of. So I spoke with my wife. She had a website. Uh, she was selling roses at the time, and she had her own website. So she set up a page for me, and we put the players on the site. We started to sell some players, and so we had to get more and that kind of thing, and it started to take off slowly at first, but it was going. So that's basically where Accessible Electronics started. It was in the first or second quarter of 2009 when we started selling the players. And um, we started with the E200 series and the C200 series back then. And these were mainly, uh, the C200 players were two gigabyte players. And um, the E200 series were available in, uh, I think we were selling them the four gigabyte, the six gigabyte, and the eight gigabyte players. 
And after that, the Fuse came along. And as time went on, you know, more and more people were buying them. Then um, we introduced the Sansa Clip Plus. Right now, the only players that we're selling are the Clip Plus and its successor, the Clip Zip, which is an improvement on the Clip Plus. So we've been talking a bit about Rockbox. I'm sure there's going to be many people listening to this wanting to know what exactly is Rockbox. Now, I've, of course, in the intro, it was a free open source firmware replacement, but maybe you could just elaborate and talk about you know the strengths of Rockbox and why one might want to use this as opposed to other digital playback solutions out there, such as the iPod line that are uh, also you know out there in the world today. Okay. Well, Rockbox is developed by people who actually use the players and... Um, these guys are smart. I mean, these guys, you, you can't imagine how smart these guys are because they figure out how the players actually work and they write the firmware to take advantage of the capabilities of the player because most of the time the original firmware on your MP3 player is going to be limited somewhat. Um, it's just basic functionality. Well, the guys at Rockbox uh, you know, took these players apart and they figured out exactly how it worked and you know what its capabilities were and so they're taking advantage of it for their own use the fact that they're accessible wasn't because they were trying to do it for the blind it was because they wanted to be able to use their own players uh, while they had it in their pocket and they wanted to be able to use the player it was too cold to take their hands out of their pocket or they were driving and luckily for us because being blind yeah it's great it talks it speaks the menus and everything and so it really worked out good for us, even though they didn't really intend it to. What it basically does is it replaces the original firmware. So when you turn your player on, it comes up as a Rockbox MP3 player, not as whatever it was in the beginning. It has a menu, and as you go down each level of the menu, it reads out what item you're on, and you can do whatever you want with your player. They basically added a lot of functionality in controlling the sound of the player and how it uh, behaves when you're playing back files and that kind of thing. It's got a great equalizer. It's even got bass, treble, controls. It's got balance control, which you never see on an MP3 player. The bookmarking is fantastic. You can keep track of up to 10 bookmarks at a time. Um, the players that have radio chips in them, of course, it has a radio feature, which you can store up to 64 presets, which, of course, you don't you never have that many presets, but it's available if you need it. And also there's recording functionality, too. That's right. You can record uh, voice notes through the built-in mono microphone, or you can even record in stereo from the FM radio. So if you're somebody who likes to record from the radio, this would be great. And the beauty of all of this is that you can... If I'm correct in saying this, you can just drag and drop your files. There's no management software required like iTunes or any type of syncing involved. So that also is a plus. I think you would uh, also uh, say that as well as strength of Rockbox. Right. <clears throat> you can copy and paste your files and folders wherever you want on your player. You can set up whatever folders you want. Like It doesn't have to be in any particular folder. You can set it up as, let's say, on your player, you could name your folder Rich's Music. Right. And you could paste your folders and files into there, and it would be fine. You, it doesn't have to be in any specific folder. As far as the accessibility aspect of the menus and the files and folders, there is no TTS in this player, correct? That's correct. Um, the t any text-to-speech that occurs, occurs on your computer. Um, we basically set up the players with a voice file, which basically covers the menu items, you know, throughout the many levels of the menus. 
And for your own folders and files, we include uh, three utilities now that you can use to process the folders and files so that it'll create the necessary file for each one of those things so that the player, when it comes across it, it'll speak it. If you don't do the process, I've set up the player so that they'll at least spell the folder name and file name. So I find it a lot easier to just process the folders and files and have them spoken. Because trying to follow along while it's spelling something is really a drag because you lose track. Right. You know, unless you have, you know, 100% attention, you know, you're going to lose track of right. what it's spelling. Yes. Absolutely. Excellent. So we've uh, given a little bit of an overview of Rockbox. Maybe we can uh, give a bit of a demonstration here. Sure. And after this demonstration, yeah. you are using a Sansa Clip Zip, correct? That is correct. This is my personal clip zip, okay. so it's set up a little bit differently than what you would get when you ordered, okay. but it'll give you the basic idea okay. of what it does. So I'm going to hit the on button right now. Recent bookmarks. Okay, so it came up, and as you heard, it said recent bookmarks. So at this point, if I wanted to look through the bookmarks that I have in there, and if I wanted to pick up on, you know, start up where I left off on whichever one of the bookmarks, I would just press the select button. Bookmark one, folder nineteen sixty two to nineteen sixty six. Red all remastered. Index twenty two. Time twenty six seconds. Five one hundred and twenty two in my life. All right, this is in my life by the Beatles, and uh, so if I wanted to play that, I would just hit the select button again. I guess that was a little bit loud. So then I'm going to stop it by clicking the power button. Now, I have mine set up to ask me if I want to create a bookmark or not. And it's going to keep asking me until I answer it. So I'm going to say no by hitting one of the directional arrows buttons. And it drops me right where I was playing the song. So now um, I'm going to hit the home button, which will take me back to the main menu. And we're in files now. That's the next item down in the menus from recent bookmarks. That's the first one. Then we have files. This is a file browser. And basically when you go into it, okay, it jumped to where I was last. So let me back up a little bit here. I'm backing up one level at a time. And that was on my micro SD card. So we are back in files. Now I'm going to hit select. First item that comes up is the micro SD card. Then I have a folder for my audiobooks. This is my music. I have my music in there. A folder for playlists. So any playlists you create end up here. A podcast folder. And a recordings folder. And those are all the folders I have on my player. I Basically, on your player, you'd have a folder for the manuals, and you would also have a folder for the utilities that we include on your player. That's how it would spell out any folders or file names. This is a file, which is the a copy of the settings, which I include on the root directory of the player. So if you ever messed up the settings, turned off the voice, or did something you really didn't like and didn't know how to change it back, you could always connect your player to the computer, find the file name config.cfg, you would copy it, and then open up the .rockbox folder and paste it into that folder 
replacing the file that's already there. And your settings will be back to what they were when you received your player. So now, um, let's take a look in one of the... We're going to take a look at my music. So we press select to go into it. And these are some of the demo files that were included on the Sansa when they come to us. So I'm going to go down to a different one. This is Garfin. This is actually one of our customers, and he has his own band. And he sent me a few songs that he said I could put on the players. So we're going to go in there. And it's basically the first song is Family Man, I think. Oh, I've Been Waiting is the actual name of the song. The album's name is Family Man. So if we hit select, it'll start playing. And you can pause it by pressing the up button, and it pauses the song. Now, uh, when I unpause it, it's going to back up five seconds, because that's the way I have it set up. Because mostly I use my MP3 player to listen to my audiobooks. I don't really use it to listen to music very much. So we'll unpause it by pressing the up button. And then we pause it again. And then to stop playback, we click the power button. And it asks me if I want to create a bookmark, and I say no by hitting the up, down, left, or right. So it puts me back at the name of the file, where the file is located on the device. All right, so now we're back at my music. Just arrow back using the left button. And I'm going to go down. Um, this is the playlist. Oh, here we go. We're back in files. There's the resume playback button. And if you hit select on it, it'll resume the last thing you were playing, whether it was a file or the radio. So we'll hit select. And we're back at that. So let's click the power button. Nope. And let's back up one level at a time. We're back at files. That's the main menu. Go down. There's resume playback. There's also a neat little trick with the home button which will actually resume what you were last playing. So let's say you turn on your player, and it comes up in recent bookmarks. If you just hit the home button, it'll start playing the last thing you were playing, whether it be an audio file or the FM radio, like so. So as you can see, it's a little bit... Um, it definitely seems like it's very customizable. Right, yeah, you can do different things in different ways. Mentioning customization while we're going through the menus, is it possible for a user to to customize the main menu if they have options that they aren't going to use or want to reorder things? Is that something that can be done by the user? That is something that can be done by the user, although uh, you have to do it uh, in the config file. So you have to open up the config file with Notepad or a similar text editor. Right. And... Um, there is a line that you have to change. Uh, we've actually set it up so that it doesn't show a couple of the menu items because they basically led to people getting into trouble on their players. Uh -huh. And the other one um, was just um, things that were meant for sighted people. There were the plugins, which yeah. had little games in them and uh, little utilities you yeah. could use, and it was mostly for sighted people. So I just took that one right out. Yeah. And yes, you can reorder the menu, the, uh, menu items. And uh, there's even a way in the settings to um, tell it which menu item you want it to open up in 
including even if uh, you wanted to, which folder you wanted. Like if you wanted it to open up them into the uh, My Music folder, you could do that. And it would just open up in that folder and you could choose whatever song you wanted to play. So, yeah, it's very customizable. And we do, you know, since we do offer the free tech support, if anybody wants to do something like that, we could actually help them with it, you know, over the phone or Skype or email. Fantastic. So if we keep going down. Okay, we got the resume playback. We got the FM radio. And um, the FM chip on the clip zip is a lot better than the previous ones that they've used. And um, so we're going to go into it. And I'll explain as we go. So you, you, get, you go down to FM radio, and you hit the select button. And it said, no settings found. Auto scan. So to say yes, you hit the select button. And it goes off, and it auto scans. It takes about 10 seconds. And it picks up all the radio stations that it can. And here we go. Once it picks them all up, it starts playing the first one. So then, if you're using it in, in the, with the presets already set up, you hit the right arrow to move up the dial, and you hit the left arrow to move down the dial. So we're going to go up the, up the uh, dial by hitting the right arrow. Okay, it found a blank station that apparently was coming in strong. <laughs> and that was basically it. So it found quite a few stations, um, even though it did find the one um, fuzzy one that was just static. Now, to stop the FM radio from playing, you basically just hold down the up button. And it's asking me if I want to save the changes for the presets. And right now I don't want to. So I answer no by hitting up, down, left, or right. And it stops the radio and puts me back at the menu. And um, I have instructions on how to use the FM radio. So if anybody wants to use the FM radio, they can just email me. And uh, I'll send them the instructions, which tell you how to set up the presets manually and then how to save them and that kind of thing so that when you turn your player on it just it doesn't ask you about the presets because they're already there oh it's 64 presets i mean not that anyone need all that but you got quite a number to choose from there that's exactly right yeah um i think the original sansa firmware offered 40 uh-huh. or something like that so yeah if somebody's in a real busy area where they have tons and tons of radio stations yeah this would be <laughs> 64 presets yeah so let's go down one. Okay. We're back to the main menu, so let's go down one. And we have the recording. Now, it's rather simple. I mean, I do have instructions for anybody who wants to use the recording feature, but it's, uh, it's actually rather simple. If you want to record, which I guess we'll do a test recording right sure. here. Okay, so if you want to record from the microphone, you just hit the select button, and that engages the microphone, but it doesn't start recording. To actually start recording, you hit the select button once more, and now it's recording. So I'm going to say, testing, testing, one, two, three. And then there's a couple of ways to stop it. I'm going to use the one that completely stops it by holding down the power button until the player just shuts off. 
And I usually have to tap on it while I'm wearing the earphone so I can hear when it stops. There we go. Okay, so it stopped now. So we bring it back up. Go down to files. And go down to... Go into recordings. So basically you heard the file name that it assigned it. And it's a Rockbox recording. And it says R-M-I-C, which means it came from the microphone. And then the numbers you heard are basically the date and the time of the recording. So then to play it, we just hit select. Testing, testing, And that's basically the recording we just made. Excellent. So it's actually, it's actually really simple to do. Um, I do include in the instructions... Um, some information on how to set up the settings for how your recording is going to come out and uh, where to store the recordings you make and that kind of thing. Okay. So if you want to get into the recording, you know, you can also record from the FM radio and that kind of thing. And those instructions are included as well. You can set, you know, MP3 or Wave or right. WavePack or right. AIFF. Okay. You can record in those formats. And uh, in MP3, you have a range of, you know, bit rates and right. sample rate and all that kind of stuff. <clears throat> so, yeah, it's very customizable to how you want it. Shut down. Oops, just shut it down. Okay. Now, there, there is something set up. Uh, when we ship the player to you, is uh, it, it'll shut down by itself. If you don't do anything with the controls or have it playing a file, it will shut down within five minutes. So if five minutes goes by and you haven't done anything on the player, it'll shut down. Okay. And that's basically to save your battery, you know, conserve some energy. Recent okay, so we got recent bookmarks yes. when you turn it on. Go down, files. And this is the settings. And... A lot of these settings are available right from the main menu. For example, um, if you're in recent bookmarks, if you hold down the select button, you have your settings for bookmarks right there. And if you don't want your player to bookmark every time that you stop a file, you go into this one, bookmark on stop, and you, and you can just set it to no and it won't save any bookmarks. Or you can do like I do yes. and set it to yes. No. Uh, or you can you can set it to yes, and that'll create a bookmark every time you stop a file from playing. Or you can do like I do and choose ask. And it'll ask me every time I stop a file from playing back if I want to save a bookmark or not. And it depends. If I'm listening to music, I'm not going to create a bookmark. But if I'm listening to an audiobook, definitely. Any file of any length um, where you don't want to fast forward all the way to where you last were, you would definitely want to create a bookmark. So we put it on ask, or at least I do. And once you change whatever setting, you hit the left button, and you're back in the main menu. Uh, same thing for files. You hold down the select button. And this is one that you need to know, uh, show files, because at times things will happen and it'll, it won't show your files for some reason. And it's usually found here. So you basically go to, you go to files, you hold down select, and it comes up with a submenu, and you just arrow down to the one that says show files. And then you hit select to go into it, and you choose supported. Most times that people have gotten the message that 
no files uh, are available or I forget what it says exactly, something like uh, no files present or something like that. Well, you have to, it'll be on the setting. It'll be on, it'll be on playlists for some reason. So all you have to do is arrow up to supported and hit select. And your files will show right back up. So then if we go down... Now, in Resume Playback, when you actually see the submenu, it's for the, uh, let's see what it does. It's the, it's the playback menus. Uh, playback, it's the playback settings. You can have your files fade, you know, when they begin and they stop, that kind of thing. This is good for if you're reading audiobooks, it'll auto-skip to the next directory, and so you can have a, a smooth listening experience without it stopping at the end of the, the track or something. And rewind before resume, which she pronounces strangely. Basically, when you pick up your player, you turn it on, especially if you're listening to an audiobook, and you start playback, it'll start right where you left off unless you use this setting. And what this does is it, it'll back up the file, you know, five seconds, 10 seconds, you know, it's adjustable. And I find that it helps me a lot because I forget what I was listening to the last time I listened. And so it just picks up out of the blue and I'm like, what the, what was I listening to, you know? And then, uh, so I have it skip back five, five seconds and that kind of reminds me where I was before it picks up. And then we have the same thing for the pause, which is the next setting. So let's say you're listening to a, an audiobook and somebody interrupts you and you hit the pause button. You've probably just missed the last few words at least of what was said because your attention went to the person and then trying to pause the player. So this does the same thing. It rewinds it, you know, 5, 10, 15 seconds, whatever you want to set it to. And I find that useful as well. Sure. And then we're back to the top of that menu. And the FM radio has its own settings. And so does recording, which you can get to by holding down select. And then we go, we're down to the settings menu. Now, if you go in here, you have the sound settings. You can set the volume through here. Although the Clip Zip and the Clip Plus have a dedicated volume control on the side, it's a rocker switch. So if you want to turn the volume up, you hold the top part. And if you want to turn the volume down, you hold the down part or the bottom part. <coughs> but you can actually set the volume in here. Then we have bass. You can, if it's too, uh, too bright, as some people call it, or too high or whatever, you can bring up the bass or you can bring down the treble. So you have control over that as well. And I've used that on some audiobooks because uh, when people have recorded them, they come out muffled. So you bring down the bass and you raise the treble, and it makes up for the bad sound in the file or the muffled sound in the file. And it's actually pretty good because um, it, it does improve your listening time to a better quality. You can, like I said, you can change the balance. If you want it more on the left side of the headphones or the right side, you can use this. And we have channel configuration, which we're going to go into. And it's set to stereo. And you can use mono. So you have both channels or, yeah, both channels playing the same thing, same sound. You can customize it. Or it'll just be a mono on the left. It'll play both channels on the left or both channels on the right. And that was karaoke, 
where it'll try to remove the vocals from the songs so you can sing along and um, have fun. So, of course, it, it doesn't do a 100% you know, perfect job. I have never seen any software that does a 100% good job on you know, karaoke setting. But it's pretty good. I mean, you'll barely hear the vocals, depending on the song, of course. Because what it does is it takes out whatever is common in the left and right channels and removes it. And so you're supposed to be left with just uh, the instruments. We're back up to stereo. So back to the submenu. The stereo with. Um, yeah, you can set it up so that the stereo channels are really close together in front of you or really wide apart uh, in, your, in your headphones. And, of course, there's crossfade, which uh, a lot of people know more about than I do. And here's the equalizer, and you have a ton of settings, or you can do it by uh, doing it yourself, you know, setting each level. And we have the time stretch. She pronounces it Tim stretch for some reason. This is what you would use. Um, you turn this on, and then you can use the controls on the player when you're playing an audiobook or even with music to speed it up with... Uh, either with it sounding like chipmunks or getting really low and bassy, you know, or you can do, you can speed up an audiobook without changing the pitch so you can read the book faster. So you have both pitch and speed controls. Yes. That are separate. Yes. And other options you have, um, there's date and time, I believe, right? That can also be. Yes. Yes, there is. Um, let me start it up again because I turned it off. All right, so date and time used to be found in the system in the system menu item. Now it's found in the settings. Let me raise it a little bit. So we go into settings, and I go up because it's closer to the bottom of the menu items. And there's time and date. Okay, so if you hit select, you get to. Now here, if you hold down the select button, It'll tell you the time and date, like this. And it'll basically tell you the time and date. Now, if you want to change the settings, you would click select. And it'll show you the hours, and it's military time. So if you want 1 o'clock, you move to 13. If you want 2 o'clock, you go to 14. Then to go to the next item, you hit the right button. That's the minutes. You adjust by the up and down buttons. Hit the right arrow to go to the next one. I uh, never bother setting the seconds, yeah. but you could if you wanted. So hit the right button. And then we get to the year. You adjust it up and down. 2013, 2012. And go on to the next one. October. The month up and down changes it. 17. And this is the actual day. So 17, 16, 16 17. 17, up and down changes it. And when you're, this is the last item. So if you hit the right button, you're just going to go back up to the hours. So to get out of this, you just click the slot button. And you're back at set time and date, which when you hold down, it tells you the time. Excellent. What about accessibility as far as settings? Are there any of those to be found that can be adjusted? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so basically, you would go down to settings. Sound settings, manage settings, time and date, recording speed, settings. Okay. So you go to settings. Sound settings. You go into settings and you go down to general settings. And you hit select to go into it. And it's all the way at the bottom, which is voice. 
Now, be very careful here, because once you go into voice, you're going to get this. Voice menus. Voice menus. If you go in here, yes. you have yes, no. and you have no. If you hit select on no, your player is going to stop talking, and you're going to be using it blindly until you fix it. And I'll tell you how to fix it, which I basically covered before. You would just connect your player to the computer and copy the config file into the .rockbox folder, replacing the existing one, and you'll be back you know, playing with your player again. But don't hit no, because it'll stop talking. Yes. So yes. leave that one on yes. Voice menus. Voice directories. Voice directories. Now, here are the items that are available in here. There's spell, which is what your player will be set on when we send it to you. But if you arrow down, you got off, where it won't say anything, unless there's what's called a talk file, which would tell the player how to say the name of the folder or file. Numbers. There's numbers. So it'll assign your folders and files, or file, well, folders in this case, it'll assign it a number like one, two, three, four, etc. Okay. Uh, some people prefer that, so, so I leave it on spell. And you hit select, you get back to um, back to the menu that you're in. Now, even if you're in here and you make a selection, and the only way you can activate it is by hitting select. So okay. if you hit the right, the uh, left arrow, mm -hmm. left button, it'll cancel it, cancel. and it won't have changed your setting. Okay. All right. So then we go down to the next one. Use directory talk clips. These okay. are the clips that you create um, so that your folders and files can be spoken by the player. Okay. So if you go in here, yes. you have the, ch the choice of yes, no. yes. No. just yes and no. So I have yes. it on yes. Use directory talk clips. So we go back out and then we go down another one. Voice file names. Voice file names. And you got the same choices. Spell. Mm -hmm. Off spell numbers. Spell. And it's set on spell. In case you didn't want to process your files, okay. you, know, you can still kind of get an idea. Right. So we back out. Use file talk clips. Use file talk clips. These are the clips that would enable the player to speak the name of the file uh, when it sees it. So you go in there. Yes. And you have the same choice, yes or no. Yes. Yes. So leave it on yes. <clears throat> now, one question that does come up with some of our users is... Um, they try to get their folders and files to be spoken by changing these settings, and that's not what does it. You have to use one of the included utilities on the player, either VoiceBox or the new one that we're including, which is called RB Clip. And those utilities will create the talk files. They have the file name extension of talk, and that's the only way that you're going to get them to speak, because the player itself does not have a text-to-speech engine in right. it. So I guess as far as what utility one would use, it's personal preference. It's personal preference. Uh, okay. And uh, it's not really hard at all. It's just that it looks hard. Uh -huh. but, but once you do it one time, you go through it one or two times, it's like, oh, that's easy. Yeah. And RB Clip is basically, um, it was written by a blind Italian guy. And um, he. It, it's a little bit better in that you can choose the actual voice from inside the utility. You don't have to go to the... Um, control panel and speech and text-to-speech right. tab to change the voice because mm -hmm. uh, VoiceBox will use whatever the default voice is for the computer. Well, RB Clip doesn't have that limitation. You can choose it from right inside the utility. That's great. So a lot of people do prefer it. Okay. Um, let's see. If we go down a little bit further now. 
Save file type, I've never actually used that. I don't know what it would do either. Uh, probably say something like, oh, it's an MP3 file or yeah. it's an odd file or something like that. Announce battery level. And here we are at announce battery level. Okay. I have it set at no when we ship it out, but you can change it yes. to yes. And when you turn on your player, it will tell you the battery level. Okay. And uh, I think uh, once you get down below 50%, it'll announce it at 50%, and then again at 30%, and then I think from there on down, every 10% points, it'll announce it. Okay. Um, the way we have it set on no, uh, if it gets below 10%, when you turn your player off, it'll tell you that your battery's low. Okay. Now, I mentioned battery, battery uh, percentages. What is the battery life on the Clip Plus and Clip Zip with Rockbox? On the uh, Clip Plus, I believe both on both of them, it's over 15 hours. I can tell you um, on my Clip Zip, I'm getting 15 hours and 47 minutes, something like that. Okay. And I believe it's very similar. Uh, it might be 15.45 on the Clip Plus, okay. but I don't think there's much difference in the two. Okay. There was a point where using the radio uh, seemed to chew up the battery faster, um, but I think they handled that in the latest version which just came out, and which I am going to be testing before I issue it out to our users. Voice menus. Yeah, and we're back up to the top of the voicing menu, or the voice. Um, the player can speak in a lot of different languages. Language. Um, which you can choose here. Automatic resume. Um, automatic resume. Marking. Bookmarking. Shutdown. Kind of stuff we've been seeing in the menus. Now, below the settings menu item is the system. System. And we go in there, and we have Rockbox Info. So if you hit select, the first item is the battery level, and it'll announce it as soon as you go into this menu. So we hit select. Battery level 13 So it tells you the percentage of the battery and how much time approximately is left for using your player. So if we go down, internal three to six, three point three nine gigabytes, distance three point six five gigabytes. Tells you the uh, the amount of storage you have available and how much total it is. So it's a four gigabyte player. I have, uh, I have uh, three gigabytes left or something. We go down one more, and it'll tell us the same information about the micro SD card. HD it's a four gigabyte card okay and it gave me that information and that's the buffer size I guess it doesn't need much buffering that tells you the rockbox firmware version that is on your player this is not a stable version on the clip zip so it doesn't give the normal numbers. It gives different numbers. The current version of Rockbox is 3.12. The Actually, the, the Clip Zip isn't considered stable at this moment uh, for two reasons that I've heard of. One is that they don't have the manual all written out. And the second being the plugins, which we don't even show on the players because it's mostly for sighted people. It's the little games um, that you can play, and they have to resize the graphics so it fits the screen on the clip zip and that kind of thing. So it's nothing that affects the playback or anything you know, with the yeah. files or anything like that. So it's pretty much – it's very usable. I mean, I've been using it for, what, four or five months now on unstable firmware just because, you know <laughs> – but yeah, it's very usable. Fantastic. To do the um, 
the uh, playlists and shuffling oh, and all yes, that yes, stuff? Oh, yes, yes, yes. Because it's real simple. Okay, let's get back up to files. All right, so there's actually two ways you can shuffle. So it would be in the playback settings, and it would be the first item, shuffle. And you have a choice between yes and no. I don't use this shuffle mode because it only does one folder. So let's say you wanted to do everything in your My Music folder. You couldn't do it with this setting because it only handles the one folder. So the way I do any kind of shuffling or the way I tell people to do the shuffling is, let me get back up to files. Okay, so we're up to files. Let's see. Yeah, let's go into the micro I have a lot more music on the micro SD card. Here we go, my music. So let's say I wanted to shuffle all the files in my music. I would go to my music, hold down the select button until the menu comes up. And it says current playlist. Hit select to go in there, and you have two choices. One is insert, and the next one is insert shuffled. So if you want to play everything in order, you would hit insert. But if you want to shuffle it, you would hit insert shuffled. And so to activate it, you click the select button. And what it's going to do is it's going to create a playlist of your my music, the contents of your My Music folder and create a playlist, and then it'll start playing. So it's already shuffled them. So it, it went in and it shuffled all the songs that I have um, it in the my music folder. And when you stop it, it'll be highlighting the file that you were playing inside the folder that you were playing. You can also find out what file you're playing. So let's play this one. Okay, so erase, yeah, let's erase it. Now, let's say I wanted to know what the name of the song was. I would hit the select button, and it tells you what the name of the song is. And that's basically how you would do it. So at any time you hit the select button, you can find out what file you're playing. And that pretty much covers it. I think that's a pretty excellent overview of Rockbox. I thank you for your time, Liz. I think... Before we go, maybe some contact info, pricing, and uh, you know, people are interested in ordering one of the talking MP3 players. Sure. Um, contact information: I can be reached. Uh, the email address is accessibleelectronics, one word, at gmail.com. Skype: My Skype name is Las Mesa, one word, L A Z M E S A, and the phone number is area code seven two seven. Four nine eight zero one two one. Prices of the players. The normal prices for the the Clip Zip, which is the newest one. The four gigabyte player is eighty five ninety nine, and the eight gigabyte player is ninety nine ninety nine. The Clip Plus is priced a little bit less. For the four gigabyte player, it's seventy five ninety nine, and for the eight gigabyte player, it's ninety five ninety nine. <clears throat> Now, we often have sales, so if you're not receiving our emails, you can 
check on the uh, specials page on our site, which is www.talkingmp3players.com, all one word. And uh, the links, it's all accessible. You can just go down the links. You can listen to um, the old demo that we have up there. You can uh, go down to the specials page and see what our current special is. And you can order right from there. Um, otherwise, you can visit each individual player's page to read about it and place your order. And in addition to the players, you offer accessories, correct? Yes, we do have a few accessories. Uh, we have micro SD cards to expand the memory of the players, which we currently have um, 45% special, which we've been having for about a month now, on the cards from 4 gigabyte. 8, uh, 16, and 32 gigabytes, and we also have the 64 gigabyte cards, and those are not on special. They're still very expensive. We have uh, extra USB cables, uh, longer. I think they're like three feet long, so if you don't like the little stubby one that comes with the player, you can pick up a longer one. We have uh, the folding speakers, which are small speakers. Each speaker is about the size of the palm of your hand. And you can use those if you get tired of listening through the earphones. If you're in the kitchen or in the living room or in your bedroom, you can listen to your music or the books. It's not like a you know boombox or a stereo system or anything like that, but they're quite decent. But we also sell a wall charger, which you can use if you're going to be away from the computer or you're going to be charging it in a different room than where your computer is. It just plugs into the wall, and you plug your player into it instead of the computer. The website again is... The website is www.talkingmp3players.com. One other thing is we do offer free tech support, which is something that I do get a lot of compliments about from our customers. We offer the free tech support at any time. If you have any kind of trouble with the player or you want to learn how to do something, I'm always available. Or if I'm not, you can just leave me a voicemail or drop me an email. And I'll go back to you because I do want to help you. I do want you to be happy with your purchase. You come first as a customer. So, yeah, it's totally free. I, I really enjoy helping people out because it gets them to like their player better, and then they'll, more, they'll be more likely to tell their friends, and that's always good. So free tech support. Fantastic. Well, Wes, thank you for this demonstration, and definitely this is a great service you offer. And uh, thank you for giving us some time today on Main Menu to uh, give us a demo and talk about Rockbox and all you do at Accessible Electronics. Thank you very much, Rich. No problem. I really appreciate it. My pleasure. The following presentation is brought to you on Main Menu, courtesy of David Woodbridge and Vision Australia. To find out more about Vision Australia, visit them on the web at www.visionaustralia.org. Vision Australia. Blindness and low vision services. Welcome to this iOS 6 demonstration using VoiceOver. And in this demonstration, I want to show you the slight change that there now is in regards to using the on-screen keyboard with VoiceOver in relation to the modifier keys on the keyboard. So let me say that I've got my iPhone, in my case, 4S turned on. VoiceOver is running, and as usual, I'm currently sitting at the home screen of my iPhone. And I should note that I've currently got hints turned off with VoiceOver. So to demonstrate the on-screen keyboard, I'm just going to go into the Notes app. So I'm going to touch the middle of my screen, and of course we all know that with VoiceOver, 
to navigate the screen, we do a one finger flick left or right to move item by item, either left or right. Drag our finger around anywhere on the screen. And then of course, a one finger double tap anywhere on the screen to activate the item that we've just heard with voiceover. So I'm going to touch towards the top of my screen. Calendar. Tuesday, the 18th, right. photos, camera. Until I get to notes. Videos, maps, weather, heart, book, notes. Okay, one finger double tap on notes. Touch towards the top right hand side of my screen. Add button. One finger double tap on the add button. Note. New note. Notes. Back button. Okay, one finger flick to the right. New note. Heading. Done. Button. Today, the 18th of September, 10.14 a.m. Note. Text field. Is editing. Okay, so we're currently editing. Okay, now, if I come into my keyboard, let me just type in the word hello. Capital H. And of course, I've got touch Hotel. typing mode active, so I'm going to do H. Capital E. E. L. 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 O. Oscar. O. Space. Hello. Okay. Now remember in touch typing mode, if you want to activate it and you haven't got it activated, let me do a two-finger rotate on my rotor. Typing mode. Okay, so one finger flick down or up. I'm going to do one finger flick down. Standard typing. Standard typing. One finger flick down again. Touch typing. That's touch typing mode. So basically once you're in an edit field, you can activate that touch typing mode. Now remember in previous versions of iOS that the modifier keys, such as your caps lock key, the symbol key, and the delete key, you had to one finger double tap to activate. Well, that's actually no longer the case now. So if I tap my finger down to the caps lock key, shift, shift. tap my finger up, and now I touch the screen. Capital Y. Okay, I've now got Yankee. capitals now without having to double tap. Drag my finger back down Capital to shift G. key. Selected, shift. Tap my finger off, touch the middle of the screen again for the keyboard. Y. Okay, and I'm back to normal Yankee. lowercase letters. Okay, let me go and touch on the numbers key. More numbers. Okay, tap my finger up. More. Letters. Okay, so you can hear the toggle. Touch the screen. Six. Okay, so it's activated straight away. If I go back down to where the shift key was previously. More. Symbols. That's, of course, now the symbols control. Take my finger up. Touch the More. screen. Percent. Number. Okay, and there's our symbols. More. Numbers. Okay, take my finger off. More. Middle of the screen Symbol. again. Six. Okay, there's the numbers back. More. Letters. Down to letters. Take my finger up. And More. I've got... Y. Letters back, a, and of course, shift. shift. Touch the middle of the screen. Capital Y. And capitals. D more numbers. Okay, now if I drag my finger over to the delete key. Delete. Take my finger up now. Space. Okay, you can tell. Delete. O. Delete. L. Delete. L. Okay, I'm not having to one finger double tap. I'm just taking my finger off the screen. So basically now with the shift key, the numbers or symbols key, and the delete key, it's all take your finger up now. You no longer have to do a one finger double tap to activate those controls. So the standard typing mode still works exactly the same. It's just that the touch typing mode, it's only a touch now and lift off for the shift, numbers, strokes, symbols, and your delete key. Just press the home button to come out of my notes app. Notes. And that completes this short demonstration of showing you the major change to do with the modifier keys on the on-screen keyboard, the touch typing mode using VoiceOver.
Hope you've enjoyed listening to the demonstration. Thanks for listening and bye for now. Vision Australia. Blindness and low vision services. Hi, I'm Chase Crispin, the executive producer of Main Menu. I'm here today to invite you, the listener, to submit to Main Menu. Do you have an accessible game, appliance, piece of software, hardware device, or anything else that you would like to demo that you have not heard about here on Main Menu? If so, are you interested in submitting a review of this product to Main Menu? If so, please first email mainmenu at acbradio.org. In that email, make sure to tell us what you would like to cover for Main Menu. If this is a topic that we are interested in and has not been recently covered, we will be glad to have you submit this piece to the show. Begin to record your piece by eliminating all background noise, including TVs, radios, other people talking, loud fans, etc. If applicable, turn down the speech rate on the device that you are demoing. Once you have recorded your file, it is recommended that you edit the submission. If you can save your file in MP3 format, please encode your file at 128 kbps, 44.1 kHz, stereo. If you must use another format, bit rate, or sampling rate, we can take care of the conversion for you. However, we recommend that you get your submission to us in the format previously mentioned. It is also recommended that you edit your piece. This may include editing out long pauses, mistakes, a lot of ums, or other fumble words. If you are not able to edit your piece but you feel it needs edited, please email us at mainmenu at acbradio.org and someone on the Main Menu production team can edit your submission for you. You can also contact the production team by visiting mainmenu.acbradio.org and clicking on the staff directory link. Once you have your file ready, please contact us at the email address previously mentioned, and we will let you know how to get your submission to us, and we will also let you know when it will be able to be aired on the show. We appreciate your continued interest and support in ACB Radio's main menu, and we look forward to hearing you on the show. On behalf of the entire Main Menu staff, I'd like to thank you for being with us today here on Main Menu. We'll look forward to seeing you back again next week. Meantime, you have a good week, and we'll see you soon.